0: Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth from Grove Racing. Every time we hit the track, we rely on Gates Premium Parts to help us perform under extreme conditions. Serpentine cooling and timing systems are critical for your engine's performance. Inspecting and replacing all system components at the same time will ensure your vehicle is ready to tackle any challenge. Protect your ride with Gates. Available from Repco, Napa Auto Parts, super cheap and reputable auto stores. G'day, this is the Gates Revlimiter Summer Series with Andrew Clark, hello, race fans, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. In this series, we review each team of the 22 season, but it's a big job, so to help us, we've enlisted Auto Action owner and managing editor Bruce Williams to help us unpack it all. So, without further chit chat, welcome to the Gates Revlimiter Auto Action Supercar Teams Review. 22, well, team review, uh, and we ranked in 10th Matt Stone Racing. Jack LeBrock, yeah, you gave Clarky, you gave him a C and he finished 21st in the championship. Well, actually, swap him around. I was talking Todd Hazelwood, he gave him a C, he finished 18th in the championship, and his teammate Jack LeBrock's got a C and he finished 21st. How does that work? Well,
1: as for the two drivers, I, I think, yeah, they were pretty much of a muchness to me. I don't think they were that far apart. I mean, eighteenth to twenty-first is pretty much the same, isn't it, in the championship? You're talking only a handful of points at, at the end of the day. Uh, I, I think both of them could and should have done better. Um Matt Stone's an interesting team though, you know. Obviously comes from that, that famous um Stone Brothers type of operation. Um, but he set up his own team, you know, and he's got that philosophy where he you know, he's a racers racer. Um, but, you know, I don't think he's necessarily got enough money to do the job that he wants to do. Um, but again, I think he's one of those guys who's come into the sport near the end of this, what they call the Gen 2 era, which is not really a Gen 2, but we won't get into that in this particular broadcast. But um, he's come in at the end of that. And it's, you know, how much effort do you put into it? How much time do you spend developing components and things that you're only going to have to offload at the end of the year? So another team, I think, that's sitting there waiting for this year to end to say, okay, next year we can do something better.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think they've, um, again, it's a team that's probably established with a pretty small budget and uh, Matt certainly would have had that Kiwi, uh, not rough and ready, but, you know, make things work as best they can philosophy that would have been drubbed into him by his dad and his uncle who delivered those sort of results in the olden days of um, supercars racing. But again, I think... These two guys, both uh, Todd and Jack, at times showed speed and showed some real potential, but for various different reasons weren't able to um, to deliver the final result, which is pretty disappointing. And again, you know, sometimes it can come down to the fact that they're in the wrong place at the wrong time and, you know, it makes the whole effort look poor. But the reality is it's a competitive championship and somebody's got to win it and somebody's got to finish down the back of the field and... Um, you know, unless you've got the resources of DJR and Triple Eight and some of those front running teams, you know, it's near impossible to 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 get to the front of the field and to be anywhere near the consistency.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
2: And if you look at the data,
1: I mean we've got only two top ten finishes for the season for Jack LeBrock, and we've got seven top ten finishes for Todd Hazelwood. So, you know, that's a pretty rough year, I would have thought, for for those guys. Um, and um you know their qualifying's really not that much better except Jack Brock did get a second.
0: Uh are these drivers with Matt Stone racing any of these guys with them next year?
2: Yeah, I mean Jack Jack stays with the team. He has um some good relationships with some sponsors which helps uh fund the team.
0: Bring the bring the money. So it's truck assist. Yep. Yeah, I mean truck assist yep.
2: is 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 one of Jack's sponsors, but also truck assist probably like the Matt Stone for philosophy, they can Be a a major sponsor on a team for probably a a quarter of what it might cost to be a major sponsor on 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 another team.
0: Um, As long as you stop like, as long as you like finishing down the back, not a problem.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but it's not always about that. It's 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 not always about that. It's about you know visibility. It's about your brand. It's about getting people along to race events, and sometimes the on track performances to you and I might be what really is really critical, but to a marketing program or a, a sponsor, it, it, it's, it goes far beyond all of that stuff. So, you know, again, their investment's probably pretty modest compared to others, but um, it'll be interesting to see next year new cars, again, clean sheet of paper. Jack LeBrock is going to be their, um, their most experienced driver and, you know, Jack hasn't exactly set the world on fire. He was a formula, former Formula Ford champion and promised a lot in the development series, but sort of, you know, probably hasn't had the chance in recent times. And Jack will be joined by Cameron Hill, who is a great young racer, comes out of Canberra. He is um, a former Carrera Cup champion from 2020. It was a shortened season, but he was highly competitive. And he also was very competitive in the Toyota 86 series. So, you know Cameron Hill is highly regarded at Triple Eight and uh, was racing in Super Two this year alongside uh, Declan Fraser, and was in yeah. you know was highly competitive in that series as well. So he'll he'll come into the team. He's got plenty of good speed and he's a smart guy. So again, you know, big opportunity for a team like Matt who doesn't have to spend a fortune on development and engineering. He can basically put a really good, solid car together and go racing. It'll be interesting to see, again, we've talked about it, how some of these teams that run at the back of the field at the moment, how far they can leap forward.
1: Yeah, and don't forget, they got a good look at Cam Hill at Bathurst this year. So he was one of their Bathurst drivers. And, uh, you know, I thought he did a pretty good job up there. And obviously they did as well, Or they wouldn't have given him the drive. Where are these guys getting their equipment from? The same as everybody
0: else, just off the shelf. face
1: Off the shelf, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah that's the beauty... That's the beauty of Gen
0: Three. It's like, well, no, not the same as Erebus. They're building their own. Yeah, they're
1: the only. They're the only team doing their own.
2: So the majority of the teams will get their chassis from Pace Engineering. Um, I think they've already built twenty-four chassis, and they're in this phase now of building another fifteen as spares. But the majority, the Gen Three is a bit like going to to a supermarket. You walk along the shelves and you grab you grab the this upright from this place and you grab the suspension bits from here and you know. Uh, Tickford are building the doors for the Mustang and somebody else is building the composites for the Commodore and so basically there's no one supplier it's basically you go along and you purchase the the wiring harness which it all comes through supercars effectively you've got to buy it through supercars.
1: So controversially Bruce it's it's very like Trans Am isn't it where you've got a stock list of um components that you can buy off only one person yeah you know you can't go out and shop around and say i'm going to buy that off triple eight and this off tickford and that off walkinshaw like you buy one one thing off one person bang done trans am model it works
2: it's basically you know everything's everything that that hasn't been supplied by supercars has been tendered for and the the organization that's got the tender some of them, believe it or not, some of the supercar teams have actually won the tender to supply the parts, whereas other organisations and businesses and companies have won tenders to supply things like the steering rack or the wiring harness or the wheels or so on and so forth. So some of the teams are making some of the things and other teams are making other bits. And again, as you mentioned earlier in one of the other episodes, Andrew, you can in fact purchase um, you can in fact purchase the engineering drawings or the data the CAD programs, and make your own upright. So some people are doing some of those things.
0: So Pace is making chassis for both Chev and Ford. Yep. Well, effectively, they're the same thing.
2: Yeah, all the chassis are basically yeah. exactly the same.
1: Okay. The only issue next year is going to be the aero between the Chev and the, and the Mustang. The cars underneath are going to be absolutely smack bang identical. So, you know, the only difference will be is how they cut through the air and what they do there. In the end, um, so, you know, it's teams it like this, again, you know, they're going to benefit from this.
2: The engines are different, they both run a different motor, but the, the parity in the development that they've done on the engine program is is massive. The Chevrolet runs a, a single cam push rod engine and the coyote, the Ford uh, Mustang's running Coyote motor, which is a double EV cam motor. So they've managed to achieve almost identical parity with the two cars through electronic control. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it works.
0: Each week, find out what the men behind the V8 news know and what the drivers and teams are going to do next. It's interviews and opinions on Inside Supercars.
1: My predecessor, Roland Dane, did a very, very good job. We're no longer shareholders of the build at business. Personally, I think a 500 and the build-up to the 1,000
0: is, is a good thing. Tune in for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.